Kinichiwa, Minis, 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 Minisan. Hello and welcome to Famicast 26, your Famicast for July 2013. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Don Koopman. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. I was hoping for some more Space Jam, but, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> oh, screw uh, you. Hey, actually, I really loved that last time. Um, seriously, oh. it was great. Being dead serious. Uh, and also today, we have Mr. Ty Sugart. Come on and slam. Welcome to the... <laughs> j- <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Uh, now now has, Danny has to sing a song, too. That's the problem. Oh, my God. Yeah, you put me on the spot. I was just singing at karaoke last night, too. Um, next uh, time. Next time. That's fine. Yeah, um, get, get in that by, rehearsal by, talk time. About, uh, talk about karaoke. That's coming to Europe, too, now. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty Ooh! awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and uh, like, after one minute after I, I tweeted that, like, um, James James Shelton, who was who used to be on the show, said, well, I'm going to buy a European Wii U now because my wife loves that. Yeah, well, the late James Charlton, as, as it was. But he's not dead. Um, you might have noticed that we don't have a Japanese man here introducing himself. Um, that man is not James Charlton, because he's not Japanese. Uh, Minoru. Uh, actually, Minoru is really, 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 really busy with, like, a lot of work stuff, so he's going to be sitting out uh, the next couple of Famicasts, but, um, you know, he's still around on the internet, because it's the internet, um... So yeah, definitely be sure to still follow him on Twitter and all that stuff. But um, for today, it's just going to be us three, so we're going to have to press on and just make it happen. So we're going to go ahead and kick things off here with New Business. And Ty is going to kick us off with new business. It's me. I'm first. He's first. Okay. Recently, I've been playing a whole bunch of random games. Mm-hmm. I've been cashing in on those Xbox 360 summer sales. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I got Limbo. I played through it. I was not too impressed, at least for okay. the price, you know. I mean. How it, much it, was it? It was, like, discounted down to 600 points, which is, like, 750 US. Okay. Yeah, it really feels more like a five dollar game. Huh. Okay. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's pretty. It's got a cool art style, but after that, it's just this really, really, really simple puzzle platformer. Yeah. yeah. I I only played it like a demo when it first the demo first came out or whatever, and I thought it was cool, but I never took the plunge. Yeah. Um, I I I played it, but I'm possibly not. Never going to replay that except for playing it on my Vita because uh-huh. I feel like that's a game that would be perfect just playing on the go. Yeah, uh, I am eventually going to take a crack at the achievement where you go through the whole game in one sitting and in like less than five lives or something. Wow! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll stream that attempt. 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely stream worthy. That, that that isn't easy though. That's oh okay. Uh, it, it might not be too bad as long as you know what to do. Like there's a lot of stuff you have to know because you can be killed very suddenly if you don't know what's coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I've been playing a lot of. A vampire Savior, a.k.a. Darkstalkers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the PS2 and 360 port by Iron Galaxy is solid gold. It has, <laughs> yeah, it has a lot of amazing, you know, special features and goodies. And it's got that GGPO netcode. So good. Cool. Um, see, and I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. And I, I've bought Assassin's Creed 3. Uh-huh. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm still playing catch-up here. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Whatever. Whatever. But, do but... You, what, do you think, what do you think of Revelations? I think it's like one of the, the worst, worst ones. Um, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't seem like anything special. I, I was kind of sad they didn't have Cam Clark as the voice of the crazy guy. But what Assassin's Creed, like, uh, Brotherhood and Revelations is all about, to me, is the multiplayer. And the multiplayer is there. And it's good. Yeah. But and it's uh, funny. Uh, the multiplayer, you already know it's good. But I'm more talking about single-player campaign. I felt that, like, elements of it felt a bit disjointed in Revelations. While they stuck really high with me in Brotherhood. I don't know if disjointed is the word, but, you know, it, it seems more like... It was just made to like tie things up with Altair's story and Ezio's story, more or less. Mm. So, I mean, if you really want to know what happens to Altair after the events of Assassin's Creed 1, you'll enjoy this game. Or you can just watch YouTube videos. Yeah. And go to, uh, and go to the better game. Yeah. Or just watch the YouTube cutscenes and then go play the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... What I really want to talk about is Evo. Mm-hmm. That was uh, earlier this month. It was awesome. World's biggest tournament in everything. Yes. <laughs> like, like um, biggest Street Fighter tournament, biggest Marvel tournament, biggest Smash Bros. tournament. Ooh. <laughs> and pretty much that everything one was, else. That one, yeah, that one was almost at the brink of not being shown at all. So Yeah, like... But, I, yeah, Nintendo's Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo fans weren't too happy about that, especially when it was um, funding for charity concern. Yeah, like I don't know, Nintendo's lawyers do not work with their PR or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, you they, I mean, they did the right thing in the end, but God, they they just seem so like out of touch. They need like they need like some. P- some good PR, some good community management, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You you got to get out to these events. You got to encourage these events. You got to shore things up. In, you got to like in the in like in the best dream scenario, Sakurai would have would have gone to Evo and talked about the new Smash Brothers. Yeah, like you know, other guys go there. You got the Netherrealm guys. You got Ono from Capcom. Yeah, and you got uh, Dive Kick. Yeah, you got Dive Kick. Well, it. It's more like Dive Kick was made by Evo people rather than people who made Dive Kick going to Evo, if that yeah, makes sense. But, but, but still, it's um, 
it was at least it's at least nice to see that sort of reach to the community. Yeah. And, and my favorite Skullgirls mm-hmm. also making a pretty big appearance there. Skullgirls are always important to have. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Every month. Um but turning to the Smash tournament, I I'm not an active watcher of Evo. I mean, I've, I've watched every year, like, ever so often when I find the time. But um, it's the first year where I actually found myself dedicated to watch every single Smash stream. So that oh, wow. was a new experience for me. Yeah, I mean, Melee has this uh, amazing resurgence going on right now. Hmm. That makes me very optimistic for the next Smash Brothers. <laughs> if Nintendo is paying attention to what makes a good fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Well... They have some experts now with Sakurai turning to Namco Bandai for that stuff. Yes, and that um, makes me very optimistic. And as well, it's it, I think Sakurai said it's more between like Melee and Brawl, which I think like the pacings of that sounds really nice to me. And I've signed and I've yeah, seen a bit was... of motion of it when I was at like the the Wii U showcase at E3 2013, where Sakurai. Busted out his uh, pro controller and gave like Nate from the Treehouse Group a big beating. Uh huh. It was it was really nice to see. Um, I think both versions will play really well, but uh, we have to wait till 2014 about that. But yeah. at least it was fun to watch some old school melee action. Yeah, dude. How many people take part? Well, took part in the tournament itself for melee. For melee, it was like um, I forget, like seven hundred or to nine hundred. Holy shit! Really? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. But but the stream was also the most popular of them all during the Evo weekend, which was insane. Hmm. Yeah. Was, I I can't yeah. remember what game had the most viewers. Uh, it might um, have been like, Marvel like this that, year. I, I think. I think. Marvel was first, like Smash was second. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Street Fighter was top three. I don't remember. I assume it would be. I, I watched some Street Fighter. I think it was lower though, but just slightly lower, but lower. Ah, uh, like semi, um, maybe. Yeah, just, just on the regular lines of the other two, but not a, just a little bit the under underdog of the of the three. Um, but it was fun to watch, really. Um. But the vinyl was a bit like it was a bit disappointing because the other guy just threw the for the other just out of the tournament with like six out of zero or something <laughs> something crazy like that. Yeah, a but, lot of uh, the other finals had like these huge comebacks, like yeah. guys being down like five zero and then coming back. Hmm. That was nuts. That's like awesome. if you watched King of Fighters or Marvel, yeah, pretty intense. Oh yeah, you was, said you did watch was, King of it, Fighters. Yeah, I watched King of Fighters, but it was uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend overall. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I wish I could have gone, but I couldn't get out of work. Ooh. Maybe next oh, year. If if you if you would have gone out of work, you would definitely would have gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think I've asked you this before, Ty, but Don, you probably know this too. I'm the only guy that doesn't really know much about Evo, other than that's a thing that exists. Um. If you so, if you go to Evo, you can play in the tournaments, or do you have to? Is there something you have to do first, or what? No, you don't have to qualify or anything. You just hmm. have to go and like pay your registration fee. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Would you have entered the tournament then? Yeah, dude. Uh, I've been to Evo a few times, and I've sent people home. <laughs> but if you would have gone this year, what which tournament would have would you have been most interested in 
Skullgirls. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I might, might have made uh, the semifinals. I, I'm trying to remember like how many people, how big the pools were. Mm-hmm. There were like eight pe- people in each pool and then two people from each pool. And there were like, I don't know. I, I think they did like uh, 32 people like out of pool. Out of pools. I feel like maybe I could have made it out of pools. Maybe. There was there was one guy from Japan that uh, went there and made it uh, really far. Huh. Mm-hmm. Shoutouts to... Uh, what was his? Inuchiyoda. Inuchiyoda. Yes. Shoutouts. And it's a Yota? Uh, Inu, like dog. Yeah. And she, like <laughs> a thousand... Yes. And yo, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo. Yo. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Basically. Cool. All right, man. Well, that, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, I should probably go back and watch some of the Smash you, stuff. Yeah, sounds, you, you yeah. can uh, go and watch the stream archives if you go to twitch.tv slash SRKEVO1, SRKEVO2, and SRKEVO3. There were also some side streams with stuff like Persona going on. Okay. Cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, that was on Finest KO. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I want to see this uh, at least a little bit just to see how good these guys are. Because, not to brag or anything, but uh, um, back in like, like, this doesn't even mean anything. I I won second place in my city in America at Smash Brothers Melee. Congratulations. 2004. Some other guy kicked my ass. So you know, you know, means... you know which game I've been I played competitively for a year. What's that? Donkey Kong, Donkey Konga. Oh, Donkey Konga? <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, right no, on. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. What's the prize money <laughs> will... look look like for that? I'm not gonna call numbers, but it was a ride, actually. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars or something. I, I was also like like. Back in the day, there were also like two tournaments of Nintendo themselves, and I won some stuff from that as well. Hmm. Still was cool. Right on. Yes. Yeah, That's so... the only game I've played competitively in a setting like that. Hmm. Yes. So I don't know about you guys, but I think playing in tournaments is like the absolute most fun someone can have playing a video game. It's pretty all right. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I... e- even if you like suck and go two and out, it's still really fun. Because you get to play a lot of games like outside the tournament, you get to meet people. It's uh, good times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been also like a judge another fighting game tournament, but at the Mario Kart tournament, it's just fun to watch people pl- screw around with others. Oh yeah, my university had a big Mario Kart sixty four tournament once. Two hundred mm-hmm. and some people entered. Holy shit. <laughs> I I made top eight. Awesome, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, actually, for this website that I used to belong to, um, it was made up of people that used to uh, post on the IGN GameCube community boards, and some of them are still like in the uh, uh, NWR forums, and one guy runs a site called uh, The Backloggery, and a couple of things like that. But anyways, we put together a tournament for like 30 of us or something like that, and we each pitched in like a couple bucks, and then like the prize was Metroid Prime Hunters, and I won! I don't know how, but I won the tournament. Hey, you won nice. a shitty game. Hey, it was free. I don't care. 
And it was like hot shit at the time. So it was like, fucking Metroid Prime Hunters? I was like, yeah. And then I never played it. <laughs> Good job. Well, uh, but you should be—they should be happy that you never did. <laughs> I guess I should be happy. I guess I don't know what I'm missing. Oh, 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 oh! Uh, that reminds me. Uh, sometimes at really cool tournaments, they'll have a mystery game tournament where it's like some awful, awful game from like the '90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I've taken an interest in those. The Japanese <laughs> call them uh, kusoge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit games. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a a pretty amazing uh, arcade somewhere in Tokyo that does like Kusoge tournaments like twice a year. <laughs> yeah, like including a uh, Street Fighter Two Rainbow Edition. What is that? Um, it's a Street Fighter Two hack where everybody has stupid bullshit. Okay. Like Gal can put like fifty Sonic booms on screen, and Balrog can teleport, and it's just like a little kid. Like, change Street Fighter 2 to what he wanted. And <laughs> it's so ridiculous and funny. So look that up on YouTube, Street Fighter 2 Rainbow Edition. And okay. also look up another game, The Out Foxies. Uh, what? Have you? I don't know if you've ever seen this game, but uh, it's like a four-player fighting-ish game. It's like Smash Brothers or PlayStation All-Stars or whatever from the 90s. What's the name again? The Out Foxies. Okay. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's good. They're... Just look it up on YouTube, and it's really weird and fun looking. Okay. Um, right. So Not I'm going to, to a tournament later this month, and it's mm-hmm. going to have... Uh... What's that game on the PlayStation 1? I think it's Bushido Blade. Oh, cool. Okay. Right. Yes. That's the game where you can kill people in one hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something. I have to p- learn how to play that game in the next month. I had that game. I have that game somewhere. <laughs> you probably get it, yeah. Dude, if you don't have it, you can probably get it for like 100 yen. Oh, yeah. I'm going to check out the used game shop. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, I was disappointed with the first one because you can't like hack people's arms off and stuff. You just like spank them with your sword and then they die. I think. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so um, got to learn to play that game. Yeah. Cool. Well, right. Watch for the tournament, uh, August <laughs> 20 something okay on the the frb japan stream okay Shout Dep- depends to which final w- round. depends this week it's the, if it, it's the if it's the the first week in the 20s then i will be at gamescom so i won't be able to check it out well too bad <laughs> yes okay so i would say that about wraps up for my business All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back on the other side with some more new business. And next up with new business is Don. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you doing today? <sighs> it's summer. I have three things to talk about this time in July. And that's more I had to talk about last year, so that's an improvement. <laughs> um, so let's th- first talk about the most shittiest thing that released this week. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's called... Danny, you can, can do the name. Better. Yeah, Mina no Osha Oshaberi Chatto. 
basically it means like everyone's chatting chat thing. <laughs> basically. Chatty ch- everybody's chatty chat. Chatty chat thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So give us give us a wow. brief rundown of what this is trying to be. Well, you doing this saying this directly, trying to be. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this chat program tries to provide you with four-way voice chat and with. The ability to create chat rooms and chat with another for virtual keyboards and pictures and draw pictures and do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, though, that nothing works. <laughs> That's usually a big problem if you yeah, want to have something to, for people to use. What yeah. do you mean, doesn't work? Like, do you hit the button and then nothing happens? Okay, mm-hmm. I, will, I will say this then. So, to kick things off and to have, like, the first kick in the nuts, uh, the application is completely web-based. Cool. Um, <laughs> and, you, and I have to mention, you pay 1,000 yen for this. Actually, it's 980. I don't care. It's 1,000 to me. Yeah, it's a little expensive. 10 bucks. Screw you. 10 bucks. Um... Yeah, for something that's completely web-based, that's way too expensive to begin with because <laughs> you'll be not guaranteed of having like the best connections possible um, because like the web code for like the natural Nintendo stuff is actually way better. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire idea of this application like suffers from the move as well because everything in the app feels slow and unresponsive. Um, even when you're not talking to someone because you actually have to connect first before you enter the program everything in the app feels sluggish <laughs> um, there's not one moment where I found from oh this this is pretty responsive this works pretty w-. no no nothing works um, within the voice chats the sound quality is choppy and like, like pauses like at every every second um it it, may, it makes it just useless, hmm. um, and the, with the text chat messages don't pop up like immediately, and they are loaded like through this web-based service like extremely slow. Hmm. And there's no option to directly load them, and when new messages load, they will load the older messages on the top screen as well. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little while to get everything pop up again. And, like, this happens also with, like, you can send pictures to to other players, but you can save them. And you can only view the pictures on the touch screen, so you can use them on the top screen and view them in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and with drawings, you, you can draw a little picture and then send it off, but the drawing picture, drawing a picture is actually completely filled with lag. And even when you're drawing <laughs> before you send it off, it doesn't work. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, um, It's so odd because you're drawing the first and then sending them off later, so it doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's it's such an interesting idea because it's not available at the system level. Mm -hmm. But beyond the presentation, nothing about this thing works. Hmm. 
and this is why I gave it in my review. <laughs> which you should read, by the way. Which you should read, yeah. Uh, a 1.5. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. The dream and is my dead. Pros were, yeah, the pro, <laughs> my pros were the presentation is alright, the cones were everything else. <laughs> Uh, there's also, I did a video with it with like a colleague of mine, so you can view all the hardness in action and that's included with the review. <laughs> wow. It's like an eight minute video and when everything should have worked correctly, it would have taken like three minutes, but it took us like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so view all the hardness in that beautiful eight minutes of your life that's completely wasted. <laughs> well, I'm... And I'm trying to look on that the developer's website. The developer's called the Location Inc. And yeah. I'm trying to find to see what else they've done, like gaming wise. I I don't know if this is their first foray into this type of stuff or what. Um Hey, I have a good message now for them. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so... anything to say about this guys, everyone? You want to ask a question about this? I, about about this shitty, shitty software? Man, I, I really don't understand why no other company has decided to do this. I mean, you know, we were talking beforehand. Ty mentioned that this program looks kind of like this really popular chat program that pe- everybody in Japan has called Line. And um, it's it's Line's really cool. I mean, you could do chats and... Uh, you know, you could do VOIP calls and crap. And, yeah, it's just, a, you know, it's a handy, you know, uh, application to have on your phone. Yeah, Line I mean, would be great on 3DS. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, if because of just the, I don't know, programming architecture or whatever, if it's just not possible or it's just too hard, I have no idea. But I think it'd be, I think that'd be good because, I mean, you know, ah, okay, kids have cell phones in Japan. Uh, kids probably have cell phones everywhere. I'm like a fucking old man, but... <laughs> <laughs> whatever but i don't know i think that if there's still you know room for some kind of an application like this from a third party or from nintendo themselves which is what a lot of people would think would be cool but you know hmm. anyway that, yeah. that that's all i have to say about it this sounds it's like an utter piece of dog shit bad line <laughs> for 1000 yen <laughs> yeah, exactly it's just awful so yeah don thanks for uh biting the bullet for everyone out there <laughs> I mean, it's ten freaking bucks, <laughs> dude. I feel sorry for your friend too that you talked into doing this. Yeah, huh. yeah, we both feel pretty shitty. Yeah, you probably should. But uh... <laughs> anyway, um, let's quit talking about this piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad now. Mm-hmm. Sad story. Well, let's get happy. What's something else that you've been fiddling around with, gaming wise? Okay. Uh, so one of the other things I've been playing is some Gary Bowling or Undead Bowling. Some Gary Bowling, yes, as it is known in the U.S. So the premise of um, Undead Bowling is that you have this gigantic rock-shaped ball, and you send it towards zombies. Which you have to destroy in a combo-like fashion. Sounds good. Yeah, and they're all spread across the screen. It's it's, and blood spills out everywhere. Yes. It's also like a higher-rated game, like one of the higher-rated games on the eShop. So, it makes it already. I love interesting. Blood guts. 
I, and there's a free demo tie, so you can try it. I got a boner for murder. <laughs> Ty, there's a free demo. You can try it. Yes. All the boners. Um. So they do some different things with this. So you have your regular match where you have to survive for a certain amount of rounds. Um. Interestingly enough, you can still after like you shoot the ball, you can still like shift it with like the the circle pad. And then slow down a little bit with the A button. So you have full control over like where the ball goes. And the other options is where, is where you have to make the biggest combo possible. Or um, build up combos every single time. So you have to build up a combo bigger than the last run you did. Which is kind of tricky. Hmm. Um, so there are all these different kind of options to it. Um, it's just single player with like online leaderboards. So that's alright. Um, and there's like multiple difficulty settings. You go first through normal, then through hard, and then there's I think an in- intense option, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, it's it's kind of tricky, and you have some help by some two special buttons on the touch screen, which will allow you to do like insane attacks, like bringing like a gigantic spike ball on the screen, destroying everything in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it will duck some of your points and it won't make your score as high because in the end the the, the main thing and appeal about the software is is that you make an, a high, high score as possible mm-hmm. um, so it, it's be, it's better when you do it like completely on your own without any help whatsoever but when you just want to screw around it's just fun to use one of those attacks and just see those zombies being crushed in an instant second mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a dumb game, <laughs> but I love dumb games. It's a it's a it's a, it's a fun game. It's a fun dumb game. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, um, it it has, doesn't have the longest sense of longevity, and it, it becomes stale after maybe if you play too much of it in one go. Mm-hmm. But it, it's fun, like to play it for a couple of minutes. Um, it's just dumb, gory action. And it has zombies in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the main appeal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I played the demo for like eight minutes. And mm-hmm. I thought, this is fun. I'm never going to buy this, but hey, that was a fun eight minutes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it still fun in the bigger version, but I can see your point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a f- actually quite a funny game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I let a friend play it like over the weekend, and he he was just like, "What the f, man?" Yeah, I I really enjoyed kind of like the metal background music and just the guy just saying. I I, I, I like I find it I find it looked good actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was fine. I mean, you know, the whole thing. I think it's it's funny and it's it's fine. I'm just I don't want to pay money for something like this personally, but. No, I thought, yeah, presentation's pretty funny. You just don't like dumb stuff enough. Eh, Maybe not. Maybe not just to spend money on it, usually. So I think it's a perfect tie game. Yeah, (laughs) this sounds good. (laughs) I love metal. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Guy has, like, a crazy metal voice and, like, saying things after combos or whatever. Ultra combo! (laughs) Basically, that kind of stuff. It's like, zombie carnival. That's, yeah. It's like a... What? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that, amazing. That was pretty awesome, yeah. I totally forgot what exactly what he said. That there it is. Man. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been playing that a lot when I was on the train on the go. It's a perfect okay. game for that stuff. Um, the other game I've been playing, it's something slightly... Except if you guys still have a question about this, because no. else I'm going to move I'm, on. I'm good. Ty? Um, no, it sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Try the demo, man. Yeah, dude. Okay, so uh, the final game I've been playing is Yokai Watch. Mm-hmm. I've been playing more stuff, but that was already on the podcast, so who cares about that? Mm-hmm. Um, so Yokai Watch is the new game from level 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Let me f- say, how, how can I say this correctly? It is like Pokemon mixed with Dragon Quest mixed with Ghostbusters. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, that seems like an okay description of it, mm-hmm. in, in essence. Um, so, you are this small guy, which you can name yourself, so I just call it my own name. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Um, and you basically uh, try to collect these ghosts to build up a squad and then perform various missions throughout this very, like, like a friendly story. It's not really dark. It's just like a fun game to play around with and play whenever you like. Um, so the interesting thing about this is it has like this battle system which you have like six characters and you rotate like the squad on the touchscreen. So there are three in the front, three at the three at the back for backup. Um, and these can perform like special attacks which you have to do various motions for on the touchscreen. And when, like, they run out of energy, you have to quickly swap them out and then um, make them better again and put them back in the race because else they would lose their battle completely. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it, I mean, it's a bit on the simple side, but I find it, like, quite enjoyable, actually. Um, I mean, it's nothing too insanely deep. and There's still, there still items and, like, you still have to, like, let, look at your health and look at any... Instances that can occur, but it's it's easier than on your eyes than something, let's say like a full depth Pokemon game or like a Dragon Quest title. I had a question you for mean, you. It, uh, oh, sorry, Dan. Sorry, you go ahead. Okay, I had a question about the battles because I I had played the demo version and for just like basic attacks, is that stuff just mm-hmm. automatically done all the time? Mm. And then you could do like the special. Uh, yes. Attack? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but they will. It's always based on on because every like single character has a speed meter, mm-hmm. and that depends how quick they will do the basic attack. Okay. And when they are building up for the special attack, they won't attack at all. So that so that one will be reset after you are done with that as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to manage that stuff in some fashion. Also, so it, it's it's more in depth than you think, but it's not too insanely big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty fine for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently, um, I'm I mean I'm halfway through. Um, I I played some interesting story stuff, and the cutscenes and old environments look really good in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing it. So it's also the little touches during in the environments are rocking about in the game world, like like how or in games that. It's completely nonsensical that you can rock across big roads, and here they kind of address that by if you don't press like um, on the stop sign for the cars, mm-hmm. it will give you like an eh eh. <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> and and if you do that, it gives you ping. 
Yeah. I remember seeing that, and the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. The, the stoplight for people. The crosswalk. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, 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 you can see it's more kid-oriented, but at the same time, though, um, I mean, I'm playing it late at night when I have nothing to do, and it, it's a perfect game for it, because beyond it, it's not very deep, but it, it's just fun. It's mm-hmm. just plain fun to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never felt really bored about it. It has a fun art style, and all the characters are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So I find myself, like, really enjoying this game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm still having a lot of fun, like collecting all these various ghosts. Like, you have this weird bird with like a beak at the top, and then an additional set of um, eyes and a and a creepy smile at his at his <laughs> belly. <laughs> you have these gnome fellows. You have all these like these weird Japanese characters of lore, mm-hmm. uh, like even a kappa and that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. that makes it like. You see, oh, and you have this, and that. You, it makes you just smile the way through, and that—that's the most important thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm enjoying that. I mean, again, don't expect anything like too, like big or intensive. But for what it is, it's and for what, like level five is trying to accomplish by creating this entire new IP. Mm-hmm. I think they did pretty well with that. Mm-hmm. I think they deserve some credit for that because they took some risk. They did something. They did something that nobody really expected, and they keep sticking to what they to what they feel is right, like creating new things and doing like new stuff, um, which I actually find really exciting. So I give them big props for that. Hmm. Um, about the when you're finding like monsters and stuff, like how do you capture them? Um. So there are various items which the monsters will make you... The wild monsters will make you love more because you can give them, for example, some chocolates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. or, or, or something among those lines. Mm-hmm. And um, when their battle ends, even when you defeat them, they will then join your squad. Mm-hmm. And the fun part is that you can even give them, like, nicknames and stuff. It's <laughs> like... All these, like, little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and exploring the environments is... I mean, it's like a big world to explore as well. So there's plenty of stuff there, even for like a younger gamer who looks like this may be his first RPG. But even for like like, like adults things, mm-hmm. like for adults, it's it's still fun to like play around and dig around with the environment and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been, yeah, having fun with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, man, I I totally agree. From well, I played the demo, so I guess I don't count. No, uh, no. The demo is really, really uh, full fleshed out. It's really fleshed out, and uh, um, there's quite a bit of stuff to do. I mean, outside of what you're supposed to do to basically complete the demo. But um, no, it looks great. I thought the battle system was cool with the whole dial, basically like a rotary dial on a phone, but with your monsters and how you just kind of rotate it and rotate your guys in and out or whatever. That was really, yeah. it was really clever and really fun and easy to use. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a fun game. I'll, and the fir- first and foremost, I just love the characters, like how the boy reacts to all of these ghosts mm-hmm. is 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 hilarious. And his his guide for the game, like he's called Whisper, mm-hmm. um, he uh, make makes joke after joke, and it, it it's, it's just enjoyable. I mean, it, it's not insanely in depth, but it's, it's so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the most important thing for me. I mean, I said enjoyable like 20 times already, but it is. Was it enjoyable? I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's what I check. 
Cool. But I might review that in very soon in the future for the site. So. Awesome. Why? Well, if for those of you out there, I wrote up some impressions about the demo. If you want to read a little bit more about it, um, definitely check that out and look forward to Don's review next week. Awesome. Yay! I'm just kidding. Maybe, uh, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no. Possibly next week. I'm actually working on uh, completing the game right now. Right on, man. Cool. All right, Don. Was that all you got for us today, man? Yeah. Also, check out the connectivity episodes that I'm Pikmin Free and. Mario and Luigi Dream Team Brothers. Yeah, definitely listen to those. I listened to the Dream Team Brothers one. I haven't listened to Pikmin yet. Have I listened yeah. to Pikmin? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. But, bo- but both of those I found um, found really fun to do. I might do one also for Flip Notes to do a 3D, but that's still in the pipe works. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because uh, it's it's fun to talk to people who have not played the game, to just give them the full rundown of what to expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the, the Dream Team Brothers one with Dave and his uh, fiance was really cool. Yeah, I just got done listening to that today, actually. But anyway. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, if you're done there, we're going to go ahead and take another short break, and then I'm going to come back and finish off new business. Alright, and we're back, and I'm going to go ahead and close this out here with new business. Uh, I've been playing a lot of different things over this past month, but I'm only going to talk about a few. Uh, one, I guess, progress report I want to talk about first, not on the agenda, is... Oh, actually, I'm going to back up just one second. This probably doesn't even matter, and I'm pretty sure that you guys out there didn't notice, but... Okay, I swear to God, when we were doing the live episode, because I had like a delay in my mic or something through the software we were using... I heard my voice every single time I talked, like uh, half a second after I talked. So if I ever hmm. sounded like I was like cutting you guys off or something, I definitely wasn't trying to do that intentionally. Um, same thing with callers and stuff too. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be an asshole if that's if that's how that came across. But I didn't sound like it in the recording when I was editing. Um, anyway, and also for those of you that got prizes or participated in the prize stuff. Um, if you have not received your prize, please email me and let me know. Mm-hmm. It's danny at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, if you have received them, I, well, okay, great. You could send me an email, say you got it, or send me a you know, tweet me or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, anyways, just wanted to throw that out there first. So, on to stuff I've been playing. Um, you know, last month I talked about Sayonara Umihara Kawase, uh, which is, I've been playing a lot more of, especially in the past couple of days, and I beat the game, but I'm just trying to complete, like, all the different fields, which, the fields are, like, basically the levels in the game, and, man, this game gets, like, really, really freaking hard. I mean, the stuff at the beginning is really simple, you're just kind of just using the, essentially, grappling hook just to get to other places, and it's it's pretty straightforward, but later on, you have to do, like, tricks, basically, to, like, launch yourself to other places, and all sorts of other crazy crap. It's really ridiculous and really rage-inducing. But it's a lot of fun, and it's supposedly... Interestingly enough, actually, so the the company, ah, uh, what is it? Ah, uh, Gatsuma Entertainment or something. Um, they were at E3, behind closed doors, showing off this game to publishers in America. Um, and they have said, went on record to say, that this game is coming to the West. So... 
I, I emailed them and I asked them if they had found a publisher or anything, but you know, I hadn't received anything from them um, yeah. as expected. But um, no, um, it, this is a really, really interesting game. I think some people out there that really like challenging um, gaming experiences, you can really get a lot of lot out of this game, even though, I mean, stages can, yeah, you can beat a stage in like 10 seconds sometimes. Even some of the guys are really good can beat a stage in like literally like one second. It's pretty ridiculous. Hmm. But, I mean, to get to that point, you have to play, like, so much of the game. And I think I'm over eight hours in and um, just about have all the levels done, uh, completed. But, I mean, there's still what's really cool. They have an online ranking system, so you can see where you stack up. Um, so they show, like, the top 20, and then they'll show where you're at if you're in, like, the top 999 or something in the in Japan. And um, I don't know, but it's it's just cool to, you know, that they have that in there because even some Nintendo games don't have shit like that which is stupid but mm-hmm. what do I know um, so other than that I've been playing like I said a lot of different stuff but uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about because I don't know if you guys um, have listened to the episode of RFN a couple of weeks ago where they were out Japaning the Famicast well damn it um, we're gonna out Japan them or something Maybe. Um, well, um, maybe it's between us two, but Ty didn't help. So. Yeah, Ty. Dude, what? <laughs> uh, so we're kind of striking back. Not really, but um, anyways, I've been playing Nazo no Murasame Jo. Uh, basically. Also, also w- wait one second. One. I think one of those guys during that episode didn't talk Japan stuff, but I can't recollect who. What was it? Who was it? Because, yeah, there was one. <laughs> I, th- I think it was. Uh... Not John Metz, but John Lindemann. Lindy? Lindy. He's probably talking about Call of Duty and the dogs. I don't know. Hell yeah, bro. I don't <laughs> I love Call of Duty. Actually, I do love Call of Duty, but um, I guess I'm a bro. That's why. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you bro. Are the equivalent of a, you're the equivalent of a fist bump. Fuck it, YOLO, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Actually, okay, speaking of bros, when I was playing Call of Duty, I found... One of the best screen names that I've ever seen, ever. Okay. Okay. The Professional. Oh, The Professional. Like, that's cool. But actually, my personal nah. my personal favorite, unless I just said the last one was my personal favorite, uh, I'm changing my mind now. My little brother used to be really into, um, oh my god, Counter-Strike. And somebody had an awesome username. It's just, get in the van, I have candy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> So my bro- my brother, like this, like sort of chat or started chatting with the guy or whatever. He's like, well, "What kind of candy do you got?" Just get in a van. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I really love creative screen names like that. I like Cool Mom sixty nine. <laughs> cool Cool Mom or Cool Mom? Cool Mom. Cool Bob 69! Hell yeah. I've, I've never been creative with my nicknames. When I play TF2, I change my name like every week. <laughs> awesome. I, I get on TF2 on the PC and change my name to Xbox 360 Guest. <laughs> I, I get several kinds of responses. Guess what they are? Good ones. Bad ones. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Have you already changed your name to an actor yet? Changed my name to what? To an actor. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always tried to imagine the kind of gamer tag Robin Williams would use. <laughs> like, he used to play Blizzard games a lot. Like, I thought maybe if he played StarCraft, he'd... 
the Mrs. Doubtfire bat. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or if he played WoW, he'd be Adam Patchwork. Or yeah, what was the name of that movie? Just... Um, Patch Adam. Adams. Patchwork uh, Adams. Patch Adams. <laughs> Patchwork being a raid boss. I can't imagine somebody would be proud of that movie, but okay. Hey, I kind of like that movie. Um, guilty confession. Uh, oh lord. Anyway, Danny, um, I feel so. I feel so bad for you. I didn't just say that. I said Hook because Hook is awesome. Robin Williams named his son after a Street Fighter character. Really? Yes. Okay. Cody. Well, final fight. <laughs> yeah. And he named his daughter Zelda. Yes. You can look this up. It's absolutely true. Zelda Williams is like my best friend on Twitter. We like hang out all the time. It's pretty awesome. My we uncle works at I, Nintendo. I... Really? <laughs> is that why you know all the cool information about Nintendo games? Yeah. The Super Mario Brothers 4 is coming out. And there's yes. another Mario brother. And he's named after me. <laughs> and there's a secret code to get guns and hookers. That sounds about right. Um... Anyway, uh, <laughs> to uh, get back off topic, because whatever. Um, no, I've been playing uh, Nazono Muda, Muda, what is it? Murasame Murasame Jo, uh, the mysterious Murasame, Murasame Castle. Um, it's a Famicom disc, disc system game that stars uh, Takamaru, the guy from, well, <laughs> he's in Nintendo Land and has his own little game, but he's from this game. and. Um, he's, oh, he's also like a little side mode in Samurai Warriors 3, oh, is it? which was exclusively to Wii. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, there it is. Um, so yeah, this is a thing that you know a lot of Japanese people know about, because I told them, like some of my friends, I was like, hey, I'm playing this game, you ever played it? And I'm like, oh yeah, man, I like that game, so yeah, cool. But um, what it is, it's kind of like a top-down action game, kind of in the sense of like Zelda. And um, yeah. but you're this little guy Takamaru, and you're kind of going around in like different colored castles, and you're uh, first making your way into the castle, and then you like fight bosses and save princesses and stuff like that. And uh, it's really, it's pretty fun. It's really interesting. You have a time limit through, for like every stage, which at the time when the game came out, like '85, I mean that that was a thing that happens because it's just the thing, but. Yeah. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I guess you could say it's like Majora's Mask, man, because you got a time limit. But not really. Um, no, but I don't know. It's it's pretty fun. You can get, like, power-ups and stuff, but it's not, like, the same, like, as in Zelda, where you, like, get an item, like, a you know, a shovel and dig holes or something. It's usually just, like, you get, like, upgraded upgrades to your throwing a weapon. It turns from, like, little uh, shooty cans to, like, a you're throwing fire <laughs> or something. Um yeah. So it's it's kind of useful. It's kind of fun. And Don, did you play this game before, man? Yeah, I played it on my Japanese Wii. So oh, awesome, dude! Cool. Cause I mean, I I had never played this game before. Basically, just earlier this month, ever. I think we I think we talked about it. You were thinking about downloading the game, and I said I played this on my Japanese Wii. Oh, did you? Okay, sorry, I forgot that. Um, no, that's okay. No, but I mean, I've only played for maybe about an hour so far, and this isn't like a really long game. So, I mean, it's not going to take, like, too long to beat. I think there are, like, five castles or something you have to go through. Yeah, that's correct, okay. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's fun, and I really like that they have save states because I kind of suck sometimes at these old games. So, uh, it's good for me. It's better than the Nintendo Land game. <laughs> yeah. Eh, God. Uh, whatever. I-, I couldn't fully enjoy, like, Samurai Warriors 3, it's his mode as well, because 
in Europe, mm-hmm. it has the fun thing that it was 50 hertz only. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the European version, which was published by Nintendo, mm-hmm. was 50 hertz only. Wow. Well, that's something special. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'm trying to beat this game, and then I'm probably going to write a review mini for it, which will be up on the site hopefully sometime in the next month. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm on like a like a really really long vacation right now, like 35 days or something from work. So me too. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't know about you, Ty, but I don't get paid for the whole month. But you know, I get 40 percent pay. Oh man, fuck it, YOLO. I get nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So I've been playing that. And one other thing I played too. Uh, we're gonna. Um, I'll mention this a little bit later, but. Well, uh, Ryu ga Gotoku 1 and 2 HD for Wii U, better known as Yakuza 1 and 2 in the West. Uh, well, it's coming out on the Wii U on August 8th here, but just earlier this week, on July 24th, there was a demo that was released by Sega, and I downloaded it, and I played it. And, and I downloaded too. Dude, this is like the first like Wii U game. Like I, I played some Virtual Console stuff, but... This is the first Wii U game I think I've played since February. Um, and it's not even a game. It's a demo. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I don't know what it is. I, I haven't finished New Super Mario Bros. U. I don't know why. I just don't... I'm just not interested. I don't care. And I, if I beat that, then I think I'll get New Luigi, uh, what New Super Luigi U. I'll probably get that. But I don't know. It's, I'm just kind of jaded right now. But this is a series I'd never played. I... Kind of like open-worldy, beat-em-up-y type of games or whatever, which is what this is kind of like. And um, I don't know about you, Don, and actually, because I had never really read much about these games, but as soon as I started... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a full-blown expert on these games. So <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, then you could answer everything, every question I have. Uh, now, when I first started playing this, I immediately started thinking of Shinmu. Immediately. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's... Um, some of the team of Shinmu actually works on this right Yeah, now. yeah, I... I um, you know, check Wikipedia because they're always right about stuff like this. And yeah, I mean, a lot of influence from that game. Um, you might even say that the main character looks like Ryu. Not really. Ryo. Yo. Um, Ryo Hazuki. Yo, Dio. Yeah. It's kind of... it, 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 what was interesting about like the original game in the West, it was actually had English voice acting while the later games were just Japanese with subtitles. Right, right. I'd heard that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this is a pretty, they they spent a, a pretty penny on like at least the first two games. I heard it was like twenty million bucks to make the first two games back in the day. Um, I, I, I think their the budgets for these games are still quite huge. Really? I think it's because it's their their bread and butter, mm-hmm. so they still make a lot of money with it in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, man. I mean, I, I I like I said, I never played these games before, so I I was just kind of wanting something kind of just to beat them up, something I could just play and just not really think too much. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is the HD version of PS2 games. Um, <laughs> Don and I were kind of talking about this before the show, but, man, like, ugh. <laughs> the visuals are kind uh, of... I mean, I mean, the visuals are not terrible, yeah. but they are not really HD either. They're a bit in between, like a bit up just. Yeah, I mean... One good thing that they do, I mean, they you know made a lot of the text, most of the text stuff, over those all those overlays and crap like that. They made that stuff HD, but I did run into a thing in the demo where they had some 
I don't know, they flashed something up on the screen and, and you know, it was kanji and it was just, it looked clearly like a low-res version from the PS2 that just wasn't, like, clear. It just looked blurry as shit. And I was like, Yes, yeah. I love recycled assets. <laughs> it was just, yeah, that was kind of like, hey, guys, you missed a spot. Uh, but, yeah. No, I thought that, you know, I only played the demo for the for uh, Yakuza 1, and um, I beat the demo and stuff. And it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, one thing I didn't care for was don't really have much control over the camera other than like basically being able to zoom in and out no that, that's that's a weird thing that they didn't change from the original games mm-hmm. where the right stick does absolutely nothing yeah but I, one thing I guess you could say about the camera I mean it's typically in a place where it's you know right behind your character or following him or it's not like annoying but I'm just so used to having that freedom being able to just kind of just to go in and do whatever I want with the camera it just feels like weird to me. Well, at some places I found the camera going back to that game now on Wii U would be jerky. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm actually thinking about buying this because I think I've seen it on Amazon advertised for like 4000 Why would you buy that when, the, when a way superior game came out this week in Japan? Eh. Because. Um. <clears throat> no, I'm thinking about buying this just because I want to buy it. Uh, Four thousand yen. I, oh yeah, pro- oh yeah. I promised you Lego City on the cover. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> no. So this, I mean, as for this game coming to, I guess America. Well, it's. I'm pretty sure that the HD remake for the PS3 didn't make it. Uh, no. I, I don't know. I mean, if it does come, it'll be probably a digital only type of thing. But. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that, that's pretty... it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you have anything else to say, Don? That that I didn't say or um, not really. I mean, I feel it, it, it controls nice the oh, yeah. Wii U gamepad. I, I guess so yeah. Too. Um, and you can play it off TV mm-hmm. play, so that's that's so that's nice. Can you use um, the uh, controller pro, the Pro controller? I am not sure. Okay. Um, no, it doesn't say if. It, Supports the supports other controllers. Okay, well, shoot. Yeah, that's gonna do it for me in new business. Next, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the news. All right, in news, things have happened here in Japan. Uh, first, I want to kick off things with the Media Create sales. This is for week 29 from July 15th to July 21st. Uh, first up for software, uh, the top five are actually all Nintendo uh, titles on Nintendo platforms, uh, starting out with number one, uh, Mario & Luigi. Uh, are, oh, my God. Mario, Japanese name, Mario & Luigi RPG 4 Dream Adventures. And then there are two other names. Dream Adventure, Mario... not Dream Adventures. Excuse me. <clears throat> Dream Adventure. And then in Europe, it's Dream Team Brothers. Yes. And in America, it's his Dream Team. Um, so whatever. I don't know who decides all this stuff. But uh, anyways, yeah, it had a really, really strong opening week here in Japan, right at 99,972 units. So, you know, almost uh, over 100,000 that's, that's, copies. Uh, that's, that's still... A- uh, not a strong sell through because that's roughly sixty percent of its uh, of its units. 
Uh-huh. So but despite being number one, that's not a strong sell for you. Okay. Well, I mean, there's still digital sales to take in consideration too, but um yeah. but uh, according to like Japanese um retailers, it has some longevity, so they expect still continu- continuous sales for the title. Mhm. Mhm. So it's still up in the air how that one is going to go. Sure, sure. Stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, yep. Next on the list is the game Don talked about earlier, Yokai Watch. Uh, went through 29,102 copies, bringing it up to about 82,000 here in Japan. Uh, right after that, Pikmin 3, about 28,000 units. Uh, it's up over 100,000 here in Japan, 121,000 just about. Um, the next, a level five, another level 5 game, Little Battlers Experience Double. W. w. But a lot of times in Japan, if you see a W, it just means like double. It's mm. really different, and you got to get used to it. But uh, anyways, uh, double ultra custom, whatever the hell, uh, 27,000 units here in Japan. And then Tomodachi Collection still going strong here, uh, 26,000 units sold in that week, and it's up to 1.28 million uh, here in Japan. And... Ta- Taiko no Dachi is also still in the top 20, it seems. Right, right, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's still at 17. It was, it was kicked a few weeks out of a go, and now it's back in the list. Jeez, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, I still, still don't know why they haven't announced like a new title for Wii or 3DS, but there you go. Yeah, it's it it's is. it's now it's now over five hundred thousand as well, so that's yeah, kind of yeah, impressive. Yeah. That might be something that's in the works. Who knows? Seems like it definitely makes them a lot of money. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to go through every single title here on this list, but I just wanted to at least point out this top five uh, here to kind of let you guys know what's going on with that. Uh, if next I, up, yeah, mm-hmm. can I can I make a few comments? I see. Sure, of course. Uh, um, so I found it still interesting that Luigi's Mansion is still on the list because, according to Miyamoto, Japanese people are not interested in action titles. Hmm. He said that in a uh, four gamer interview earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And despite that, though, it's, it's over 800,000 in Japan, so I'm not sure what he is on about. It depends on his definition of action game, I guess. If he's talking it's, like... It's, it's an action game with a lot of complex elements in it, so... But is he talking about action like killing people action, or...? <laughs> no, he, he's talking about Nintendo action games. Games okay. for boys! <laughs> there it is. And uh, it's, it mm-hmm. seems that like the Digimon game is dropping like very quick off the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already at twenty, so possibly next week it's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting stuff. But though it's mostly still like the top twenty is like nine 3DS games, so they have is, you can see how the 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 3DS is doing in Japan still. Right, right. right. And with Wii U, there's just two games in the top twenty. The Wii has a game. <laughs> the Wii, the Wii, is, Wii yeah. has a game even, so it's, it's the half of that. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it, it's it's kind of a weird situation where the, where the Wii U finds itself in, and hopefully it will become better with Pikmin 3, although the self-rule of that wasn't very strong either. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see how that will go over like the next couple of months. Right, right. And in terms of hardware, uh, looks like this past week, 3DS sitting on top of the world, about 57,000 units, then Vita, Wii U, uh, a bit stronger. Well, like the, week, the previous week, it sold through like 22,000 units, basically, probably largely in part to Pikmin 3, could be, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, and um, I, I guess actually another kind of landmark for the Wii U here in Japan as well. It just crossed over a million units just this week. So I don't know. I mean, that's good. That's not that's not really impressive considering the 3DS is almost at 12. Yeah. But then again, too, I mean, handhelds are king here in Japan. I mean, yeah. home consoles are just something that just people are losing uh, and, more and more interest in. Yeah. And I, I, I said this, this specific thing before. Um, but in a few episodes ago, but it, it 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 looks like it's almost going to happen with the 3ds almost closing into the Wii now. Yeah, it's getting really close. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to happen before the end of the year, definitely. Definitely. I mean, shoot, lifetime to date for 3ds is like 11.8 million. Lifetime to date for Wii, 12.6 here in Japan. So I mean, yeah. But are you talking about worldwide or what? It's, I'm talking about Japan only in this okay. section. Yeah, I think that, yeah, but, it's definitely going to happen. I mean, it, it's still a while off for it's full hit to PSP because that one is way longer in the market and almost at 20 million. Sure. Uh, but I think it will. it's going to go there. Right, right. Definitely with how the pace in the last two years it has been going. So I can definitely, definitely see where it will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's going to kind of wrap up talk on sales here unless you guys have anything else to add no no well for hardware sales things are gonna change when new consoles come out but not in japan this year so oh yeah really when does ps4 come out in no... 2014 wow that confirmed? no that's confirmed yeah that sucks i'm glad i pre-ordered wow. it on amazon it, hey. it, it's 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 it just it's just going to happen for both new consoles in 2014 in japan hmm I'm going to be the only one in Japan with an Xbox One. Well, nobody cares about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, well, that's depressing. Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Video <laughs> games are dead. Video games are very dead. Jesus, man, that sucks. Let's um, move on. Let's move on. So, <laughs> speaking of late to the party, uh, I got this next little bit of news here. Skylanders Spyro's Adventure, the first Skylanders game that came out in 2011, is finally available here in Japan. It was released on July 3rd, uh, published by Square Enix. Don had mentioned, too, and this is something that happened. Square Enix does publish a lot of um, Activision titles here in Japan. and um, But one kind of weird thing about this is that this game is exclusive to Toys R Us in Japan. Toys R Us only. Um, I mean, if you search the Japanese Amazon, you could find Skylanders toys from America. And you could, like, buy them and, I guess, have them get shipped over or whatever. But, yeah, unless you have a Toys R Us around you, which I, I you know, I have a Toys R Us in my, t- in my city, so it's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, honestly, I have no idea how much of a reach Toys R Us has. So I don't even know if this is even going to, farewell here um but anyways yeah interestingly enough it's only available on wii wii u and 3ds there is no 360 or ps3 version available the 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 3ds version is really good it's better than the sequels is it okay yeah i would really suggest picking that one up Um, interesting concerning the the original one um it's interesting that they're bringing the original one to wii u Mm -hmm. uh, because it never was on wii u right right um, because it debuted of Skylander Giants. Um, right. So I'm interested to see how that one works on Wii U. Maybe the same functions as it has on Giants, where you can just look at the gamepad and play it off TV and have all the stats on there. Right. Um, right. I would suggest that it would be something like that. 
But beyond that, it's yeah, it, it, it's cool that Japan is getting it. For I, I wonder why they didn't just get um, the 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 sequel because it's way better. Not yeah. on 3DS though, because the original one was better on 3DS. Yeah. Um, because that one was made by Vicarious Visions, and while the sequel was made by Endspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's the only difference there, but. Yeah, it's interesting that Japan is getting them, though, so yeah. fair enough. I'm sorry, I said the 3rd of July. It actually came out July 12th. Um, interesting. Oh, you're you're not doing your information justice. Apparently oh, not, God. yeah. It's a story, original story I looked at had that. Anyways, um, yeah, no digital version, just only, yeah. So that's silly. But um, anyways, next up, we have two little bits of news here that Ty is going to go ahead and talk about for us. Oh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, let's see. First one. Jusha de Chibirobo was released this past month in Japan on July 3rd for 1,500 yen. That's As like for a Choto Nintendo Direct. Yeah, that's like 15 yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the game has players helping a museum curator who is trying to put together a museum full of nostal junk. <laughs> it's like nostalgia and junk. Yes. Players use the AR features of the 3DS <laughs> to take pictures of crap around their house. <laughs> it's uh, it's a fun game. I played it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I love to see exotic video game crap. <laughs> I actually like uh, made a picture of the lid of my Animal Crossing 3DS XL and put it in the game. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah. Good. Cool. Do you guys know if you can, like, uh, share pictures through that game? Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, you, you, you can use uh, through Nintendo 3DS Image Share, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to see some nostalgic junk tweeted at me. <laughs> because um, this is also something that happened in Japan, which we don't have on the list, but the, the, the number of games in Japan where you can use Nintendo 3DS Image Share has improved. Oh, that's good. Because it used to be just Tomodachi Collection and Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But that list has, has uh, brightened up to like 15, including like the the, um, the sequel to, um, I mean, just Paul Blocks, the sequel to Pushmo. Huh. Um, and all, and all, and, and Nintendo Plus Cats, just games that use the, that feature like in the score of its being. Mm-hmm. Great. So that's, that's cool. A, yeah. When you share those pictures, are they in 3D? Uh, they are 2D because you can directly publish them to Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, what have you. Ooh. And have them all set up in your in your 3DS web browser. So you can just you can just stick in the, the uh, image. It will do like the, the tags do it all for you instantly. So it will tag the game automatically. Um, and it will send off to your social feeds. Cool. I'm just interested in looking at people's uh, non-sexual junk in 3D. <laughs> I don't know what the hashtag is. Probably just, probably just uh, the title in kanji. Yeah. Huh. Usually, yeah, that's what they've been doing, at least with, like, Tomodachi Collection and, yeah, Animal Crossing. Just, yeah, pretty much it, from what I know. Sick. Um, Ty, could you go ahead and read that next little bit there, too, if we're done talking about this, I guess? I guess... I guess. Ahem. Okay. <gasps> Denpa Ningen no RPG 3. 
is coming to the 3DS eShop in Japan on August 7th for 1,000 yen. 10 bucks. A demo will be available starting July 31st. The game is set to be more expansive than the previous titles, giving gamers more islands to explore and the ability to share items and Denpa Men with their friends. I'm interested in receiving some Denpa Men. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Every uh, the Those small characters in the game, which have all of their own like stats and elements to them, which you can share. Like QR codes or stuff from them, and they can give them to other games. Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Players can also import their data from the past two games and utilize uh, an island that allows automatic capture of these crafty little bastards. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. It was that's... also announced during that direct. Right, the same right, director right. I just mentioned. Um, that's right. It was like the first game they talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Show me your Denpa men. Yeah. Show me your Denpa men, all of them. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing is that you now can have full access of your library of characters because with Denpa men 2, or Denpa Ningen 2, um, you could only access like your main guy. Mm-hmm. And you, could, you couldn't access any anything else. Hmm. Um, the, the one and two are very different, also by night and day, because the original was just straight up dungeons on a very small level select screen, while the second has this overworld map, like something like Dragon Quest or like the older Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. So we explore this world map and then um, go into dungeons that way, which is way more interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where this one will go. Like some people on Twitter were saying, like this was very quick after, after the second, but they forget to realize that Denpaningen RPG 2 came out almost a year ago in Japan. Yeah, I mean that was really fast after the first one. I was shocked. I mean, like last September is when it came out, and I mean the first one came out in February or so. So I yeah. mean that's wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to see what they're doing with this one. I played the previous two and really enjoyed them. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't wait for this one. Um, what, what I really think is a good move for them is to make it, <clears throat> excuse me, the automatic capture of you know the uh, the Nippaman. Like at least that's an option because I don't know. I thought it was just kind of obnoxious to have to what you yeah. have to be in like a special Wi-Fi spot or different Wi-Fi spot and different Wi-Fi spots. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't go to different Wi-Fi spots. It's just my house, you know? Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. First world problems, huh? <laughs> but. And uh, next up, Don is going to go ahead and read the next two little bits of news here, if you'd be so kind. Of course. Um, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is Soliti- Solitiba. Mm-hmm. Was announced by Game Freak for the 3DS eShop. Um, the title is a combination of solitaire and horse riding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is broken up into two phases. In the solitaire phase, you play solitaire. Simply play solitaire. From there, you move to the control phase, which lets players control the path of their horse. The game also has training elements and lets players share their horses for a QR code. That's the most Japanese thing I've ever heard. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, also I, it, this also this is the first self-published game by Game Freak. Right, right, right. You know, I, who published um, Who'sie Whatsie, the rhythm game? Was that Nintendo publishing that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Rhythm Hunter Armor Night was published by Nintendo. Okay, I guess I just didn't realize that. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people, <laughs> well, at least in the comments on our own uh, segment for this article, I don't know. People, it's kind of a shit storm. People are kind of upset and stuff about this, but I don't know. It's going to be like five bucks or something, and it's solitaire and horse racing. Maybe Wait, it'll be fun. Who, st- who starts a shitstorm about a game where you can share horses by QR code? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe shitstorm isn't the right thing to say, but I mean, some people who just ca- want to impress. Who cares so much about this sort of thing? <laughs> Me. I mean, this is a game where you share horses with a QR code. I don't know what <laughs> else there is to say. People just expected something different from Game Freak, I guess. It's not Pokemon. <laughs> well, well, well. The, the last original title, um, Rhythm Hunter Harmon Knight, was very surprising to them, and many people liked it. So they wanted more like a title in that sense, I suppose. Yeah, Fuck I wonder them. with the, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder with the extremely Japanese nature of this horse racing. There are tons of horse racing games. It's stupid. But, um, I mean, it's, like, ridiculous stupid. Uh, I wonder if this is going to be released outside of Japan, if anybody would... I, th- I think it has a chance in Europe, no chance in North America. Yeah, <laughs> a game where you share horses with QR code. Let me underscore <laughs> this one more time. This is a game where you share horses with a QR code. <laughs> and I am and I am going to buy it. Yeah, You would. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to buy this, too, actually, because I want to share my horses. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I like the looks of the looks of the horses, though they're very chubby. For the sheer novelty, maybe. <laughs> I think all all it needs now is like uh, a unique piece of hardware. Ty, <laughs> do you want to share horses with us? Yeah. Awesome. Great, you're gonna buy it again too. Like, <laughs> if only it came with like a, a barcode scanner attachment, or like a, <laughs> like a, like a headset or something. Then this truly would be the most Japanese game ever made. It might be kind of hard for a digital title, though. <laughs> yeah, well, they could make it happen. They could email you a headset or something. Yeah, right. they, they they should do that, but they should only manufacture like one thousand. Hey, hey, they should they should announce a special 3ds XL for this. They should. <laughs> yeah, dude. We have just chubby horses on them. <laughs> um. You know what? Speaking of limited edition Wii U's, not really, but kind of. Um, 3DS. No, I'm talking Wii U's. I'm not talking about 3DS. I know. <laughs> and that's exactly what we weren't talking about. But uh, I forgot to say about uh, Chibi Robo. Right now, there's a contest going on that ends here in Japan on the 28th. It's basically the pictures of your nostalgia junk you can enter into a contest. And if you win, I think there's like a special, specially made point card for like a thousand yen. And there's like a t shirt. And then there's like a Wii U with Chibi Robo stuff on it. It's kind of weird because what? <laughs> but I have some pretty good nostalgia junk back in the U.S. Yeah, I, most of my nostalgia junk's back in the U.S. too. I'm getting a lot. I'm g- getting a decent collection, but most of it's definitely in America. Hmm. But anyway, uh, Don, could you do your yes. last little bit of news there, please? Of course, you sexy, sexy man. Oh, thank you. Ooh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> another, 
So the other thing I want to talk about this week is uh, Hatsune Miku Project Mirai 2, which is coming in Japan. I love Miku. To... Yeah, me too. It's coming in Japan. I played the original as well. Um, it's coming out um, on November 28th in Japan. And the regular edition is going to be roughly 2,300 yen. And uh, the limited edition is going to be roughly 7,700 yen. Wait, the um, 2,000 for this, the normal version? No, I said 6,300 mm. for the regular version. 7,700 for the limited version. I thought you said 2. No, I didn't say that. Okay. So, the title... Uh, I, I like the original title. I talked about it in when the game came out in... Was it March 2012? March 2012. Something like that, yeah. I, yeah, I talked about it on uh, on the Famicast. Um, what I enjoyed about the title is how unique it was in its looks, and it looked really good in 3D. But the song selection was a bit poor. It was like 23 songs, and that was it. Um, they're actually improving that with this, with this title, where you have like... There are 27 new songs, but they include all the songs of the original as well, so you have like 38 songs. Mm-hmm. I went, no, even more. You have forty, nay, forty-eight songs. Even forty-eight songs you have. You have. So that's almost. Yeah, that's pretty decent. And you also have, still have all the costumes of the original plus all the new content. Um, so that's actually really impressive stuff. Um, of course, um, they changed up again the whole like uh, control scheme with the new touchscreen mode and the other mode where you can still use the buttons. Uh, to make it more like um, tear rhythm, Final Fantasy style, Final Fantasy stylish. Mm-hmm. And, and an interesting thing for people who are into, into that, you can actually like change up the costumes and mix and match them together. And you have the option to play with any like folkloric character or on, on any of the songs. Um, so that's pretty in- interesting stuff, I guess. Um, I think so. It's coming out at the end of the year, which I find a bit late. I want to have. I like my Winum games, so I want to have them as soon as possible. But it's all in due course. Um, but yeah, sounds good. Cool, cool. All right. Well, I think that's actually going to wrap it up for the news here. And next, we have a next a special segment for life in Japan, and we'll be back with that here in just a couple of moments. Well, welcome to Life in Japan for July 2013, and with it being the summertime, I thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about something that happens here in Japan. Summer jams? Summer jams, that happens, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, Mm. We're going to be talking about festivals in Japan. Um, Like I said, the summertime is just a really, uh, I guess, uh, traditional time for a lot of uh, different festivals here in Japan, so there's tons and tons of stuff going on, and especially like at the like local level, like a lot of very small cities have like their own special stuff that they've been doing sometimes for hundreds of years, which is crazy to think about. Because in my hometown, we have like this celebration thing, and it's only been going on for like you know 30 years. <laughs> so just to think of something that's been going on for hundreds of years, it just blows my mind. 
But um, Don, you know, he's in Europe and hasn't made it yes. out here to, to Japan yet, unfortunately. But um, we still we're st- we are still planning to. Yeah, man, definitely. If coming the summer, it's hot as shit, but there's a lot of. I'm cool not. Co- I'm not coming in the summer. Yeah, it's, it's, that. Yeah, yeah it's, don't do uh, that. Because it's hot and gross. But it's it's hard it's hard here too. Come on, man. It's humid here. It it it's here is thirty five degrees Celsius. So. It's been hot here too. Anyways, but is uh, it humid? <laughs> anyways, but I think you know. Obviously, Ty and I have been to our share of uh, matsuri, as they call festivals, here in Japan. Uh, I thought maybe mm-hmm. Ty can kick us off and maybe tell us a little bit about his experiences with festivals in Japan. Oh yeah. Um, so first time I came to Japan was um, maybe about six years ago. It was during the summer, unfortunately, because <laughs> Japan is like a hot, humid jungle country. Yes. <laughs> but the small no-name town that I was in had uh, a pretty awesome festival mm-hmm. where um, you would see, like, uh, Omikoshi. That's where they uh, carry a shrine around. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever played Oendon, you, you've you <laughs> seen the guy, like, carrying, like, uh, the shrine by himself. And then, like, <laughs> he gets a bunch of other people to help him. That's what Omikoshi is. You carry a shrine around. Uh, on your shoulder with a bunch of other people, hopefully, around the town. <laughs> hopefully, yes. Yeah, and uh, the another cool thing they had what they had a bono dori, which is uh, where a bunch of people dance around in a circle. Mm-hmm. If you've ever played Legend of the Mystical Ninja on the Super <laughs> Nintendo, mm-hmm. you've seen this. <laughs> Yeah, if you've played that game, you've accidentally learned a lot about Japanese culture. <laughs> I'm Seriously, like, wow. I think my, my, one of my first introductions to Japan was through Mystical Ninja on the 64, which I loved, and I loved all the songs. It was great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, pretty much every small town or mid-sized town or any size town across Japan <laughs> has... Uh, a summer festival called a, a Matsuri. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have some interesting history behind them. Mm-hmm. Like um, a nearby town had a, has a, like a Matsuri. Mm-hmm. And uh, the history is um, some famous actor came by in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And th- that's like the entire history of it. <laughs> so... Uh, Danny, please uh, tell me about your local Matsuri. Yeah, so, well, if you've ever re- read any of my tweets, I'm geotagged at this place called Kuki uh, here in Japan. And every summer on July 12th and 18th, they have this festival called the Kuki Chochin Matsuri. And it means like the Kuki City Lantern Festival. And uh, basically... What this is, like I said, it's, it happens on July 12th and 18th. Just actually, we just just finished up like a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago, or whatever. Um, but so it's, I, I've been actually uh, looking up a lot of different things about it because I wanted to tell you all about it because I thought it was fascinating. Um, but you know, the ba- the basic thing is nowadays what there is. I mean, there are tons and tons of food stands all over the place selling very delicious, sometimes Japanese food, sometimes just. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of my Dude, favorites. Uh, is when mm-hmm. you get like a really big squid 
Oh yeah, yeah. On a stick. Yeah, dude. That's I the was best. Say that. I, I I partake here and there of the nice uh, and fresh know, grilled squid. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I mean, you know, be, me being from Illinois in America, you know, Midwest. I mean, I didn't really have a lot of chance to eat a lot of like seafood, so it was really different when I came to Japan, just in general. But you know, jeez, I, I, I don't think there's really too much good squid in Illinois. But yeah, it's it's really freaking good. But um, you know, they got tons and tons of different types of food: crepes and hot dogs, like on a stick. Chocolate bananas are popular at Matsuri's. I don't know why. At least in my town. Kai, have you spotted the chocolate bananas around? Oh, yeah. I've had my fair share of chocolate bananas. Yes, me too. Um, oh, and yakisoba. Oh, Fried God, noodles. yes. Yakisoba. It's good stuff. And uh, okonomiyaki. Oh, okonomiyaki is a godsend. I don't oh, even know God. how to describe that, but it's like several it's like... layers of like noodles and egg and mm-hmm. deliciousness. Yeah, it's like cabbage and other shit. And it's kind of it's like a pancake. That's not sweet, and you can put like sometimes there's like octopus in it and meat, and you can even put cheese yeah. and mochi in it if you want. Depending. So for our readers, put that in Google right now. Okonomiyaki. Yeah, or you can look at your screen and see a picture of a jumbled mass of food that probably still doesn't help. <laughs> I think I think what the heck like in L.A. like for E3, I think some of the guys had talked about before going to like an okonomiyaki place, maybe. Maybe. Hi. Um, okay. Like, yeah, like uh, way, way back in the day when I was going to E3, we would always go to Little Tokyo afterwards mm-hmm. and uh, engage in some festivities there. I never got cool. Okonomiyaki, though. Really? Okay. Yeah. E3 was all about going to L.A. and getting the bacon-wrapped hot dogs from the street vendors. <laughs> Jesus! Because, because she would just chill out, relax, not cool. She was yeah. outside the pool. Well, I mean, that's L.A. This is Japan. <laughs> yeah so no bacon wrap donuts or whatever the hell you know as delicious as that sounds no but i mean there's lots of lots of cool food and stuff like that around and um what they do here in my town like there are seven different floats that eventually well towards the end of the night about eight o'clock they all meet up right outside of the west side of the station cookie station and basically these things are like two stories tall <laughs> and there are people riding inside of them, playing taiko drum and uh, like a Japanese flute, and then I guess it's kind of like a cowbell. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah. actually, the, the music before this segment that you would have already listened to—that's hopefully as long as my recording turned out okay—is uh, just a, me recording some of the music of the guys just playing. Because basically, as soon as they start in the morning, because they fucking push these big heavy ass things like all the way from the other side of town. And, you know, push it all the way to the station. And um, and then what they do, they, they get to, like, a stopping point, And then what they'll do is they'll put these paper lanterns on there, like, all on the outside. And like I said, this is like a two-story tall float going down this tiny Japanese road. And I heard in my town, right, some of the my coworkers, they said that it's rumored that the reason why, I guess, in my town some of the power lines are so tall is just specifically for the Kuki Festival, which I think that's that's kind of insane, but I think that's still cool. That makes you know, sense to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if it was there before the power lines, yeah, dude. But it's yeah, it's really cool because like one of the housing places for one of the floats is like really close to my house, so I could like at the in the nighttime in summer, like in June, I could hear them practicing, like kids and like you know, there's all sorts of different people that volunteer to help out with this, and they're practicing the music people pushing around you know the float and stuff like that 
And um, no, it's really impressive. And then what they do in my town is they have these, like I said, these two-story tall floats, and then they start spinning them around in circles. And like I said, there are people inside. There are people hanging on the sides of these things. There are people on the top of this thing. And I don't know, I'm just surprised that I've never seen anybody get flung off and get severely injured. Oh, um, man. This, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a video that I recorded two years ago, and I pieced together and put it on YouTube. And uh, I'll, I'll have that linked up on the show notes and stuff so that you guys can check out, you know, what it's like here. But um, like I said, there are, you know, seven different floats from here in my town. And I was researching some stuff about them. And apparently, like, they're all... I guess, uh, built to honor either some kind of like a, like a legendary person or a God or something. And, um, the guy who they did the thing after that's the closest to my place is this guy called, uh, Takenoichi no Sukune. And he was allegedly a hero slash statesman who was around like 2000 years ago or something. So that's why it's like, ah, we don't know. But, I don't know, allegedly he had been, like, the grand minister to the emperor, and he had helped invade Korea, like, you know, 1800 years ago or something. And he also was, like, apparently 280 years old when he died, so, because he used to drink magic water every day. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, like, like I said, you know, these festivals, some of these things have been going on for, like, a long, long time, and the history of, I guess, these type of festivals, I guess with lanterns and stuff, have been happening in Japan since like 1783 after like this volcanic eruption of this uh, a play, the mountain called uh, Mount Asano. It's really kind of, it's by Gunma Prefecture, Nagano Prefecture area. And I guess this eruption was just like so huge. I mean, cro all the crops were just totally screwed and People were just like freaking out and crap. So to appease the gods, they decided to have these festivals and stuff. But um, I mean, yeah. nowadays it's, you know, nobody really thinks about that stuff because the gods haven't made the volcanoes blow up enough. Actually, that, I guess that lately. volcano is, yeah, that, that specific volcano is like erupted, I think the last time was 2009. But I mean, when it, yeah, when it erupted in 1783, I mean, it was like a 15 hour eruption of like lava and death and just craziness and like three months of just other problems from that volcano. So, but yeah, no, um, yeah. Japanese festivals are totally awesome. And this is just, you know, at the local level, I mean, there, you know, you can go to big ones in Tokyo and crap like that. Oh but, yeah. They're like, uh, so, um, this summer there's a, a big one in Aomori uh -huh, called, uh, uh, yeah. Nebuta. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you played Capcom versus SNK two, you know what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> they they have yeah. like a uh, huge floats with that are made out of paper with lanterns inside and some of them are several mm -hmm. stories tall and they're yeah, all carried dude. by hand. Mm -hmm. Huge festival and I also think they they uh go up on the mountains and uh start a fire in the shape of a kanji. Oh cool. Yeah. Dude, like actually it's funny that you should mention that because 2 years ago at that festival in Almori, they made a Kid Icarus Nebuta. And oh, sick! Actually, yeah, I've heard it. You know, sometimes they say there's there's Nebuta and Neputa, like with a P. And I guess there's supposed to be some kind of a slight difference, but they're basically the same thing. Um, that's somebody was trying to explain to me. I didn't comprehend. But anyways, yeah, dude, they made like some big ass 
you know, Nepeta for that game, like, it was kind of crazy. And this is like a year before it came out. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And even had like videos, I think on Nintendo video of how they like made them and stuff. It was really interesting. I'm um, going to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you about uh, Amatsuri close to here. I'm actually going to it next week. Okay. Or actually, uh, let's see, in two days from this recording. And mm-hmm. I also went last year. Mm-hmm. So the backstory of this is some hundreds of years ago, like mm-hmm. somebody was trying to establish a shrine and there mm-hmm. were like two different factions. There's like a faction that really wanted to establish this new shrine and, uh, and a faction that was uh, completely opposed to it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I'm not okay. super good on the history, but... Anyway, uh, one faction tried to physically block the other faction from uh, bringing in this new shrine. Jesus, and okay. So uh, after that, they uh, they made a mobile version where they would carry a big shrine on their backs, and the other mm-hmm. faction would try to physically stop the other person or the other faction from bringing in the shrine. And this continued for hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> so, so what happens now is, uh, one big group of guys puts on their fundoshi, which is uh, like the sumo style, like thong. <laughs> yes. Right. They they strip down to almost nothing except uh, this cloth around their nether regions, and. <laughs> They physically hoist up this big-ass shrine, and they try Mm -hmm. to carry it to the main shrine. Mm -hmm. And the other group tries to physically stop them. Oh, God. Like, how physical do they get? We're talking, like, American football here with, like, a whole defensive line. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And this thing is heavy, like... Yeah, what if they just, like, somehow knock everyone down, there's one guy left, and he just gets crushed to death by the goddamn mobile shrine i found a video of such a thing happening oh, I, I don't think anyone has actually died but i've seen the shrine knocked over so anyway Jeez. this this one the group carrying the shrine tries to just like bull charge through this defensive line to carry this 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 big heavy shrine to the main shrine mm-hmm. and they do the they do this several times mm-hmm. and everyone is almost naked <laughs> like they have their fundoshi on their, their sumo thongs gosh <laughs> oh man that's hot yeah it, it helps a lot to get really drunk before during and after <laughs> there's a lot of pit yeah, stops for... along the way oh yeah for sure so yeah that. i did this last year wait I, you oh. were the guy in the sumo diaper yes are you serious I was the token gaijin carrying the shrine Dude. with, like, 20 other dudes. That is awesome. Oh, wow. How do you... Man, I don't even know how or who to talk to about that stuff. Um, wow. I was kind of tricked into it, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, I'm doing it again this year on Saturday. Dude, that is awesome. Either that or, like, the other float where... Um... I don't know if you guys have ever seen like like uh, a shrine or a float like this where uh, it kind of hmm, oh it has a whole bunch of people pulling it and it kind of mm-hmm. tilts back and forth. 
Mm. I don't know. My local town has had that. Um, this town is like a few towns over. Uh-huh. But I will be getting very drunk, and I will be doing <laughs> one or the other. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Uh, okay, Ty, I mean, with this being like in, is this, wait, maybe you don't. Okay, I live in the same town that I work at. Do you yeah. do the same? Oh, my God. So when you go to these events, I mean, do you see, like, a lot of your students and stuff? Um. Well, this is a few towns over, so no. Okay. But um, the local one where I didn't participate in anything, I just kind of wandered around, looked at the fireworks, and ate a lot of things and got mm-hmm. really drunk. Um, <laughs> I did see a lot of my students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But same, I hope to same. God I do not see any of my students next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand that. It's like I, I'm the same. It's like you know, I work and live in this city, and this is like the one of the biggest things of the whole year. So I mean, yeah, like every student is there. It's freaking packed, and like every st- I dude, I teach like a thousand kids in this city, and like every two steps, like oh, Danny said, said. I'm like, oh hey, and it keeps happening, and I'm with my other friends who also teach and you know it live keeps in the city. Happening. It's the same thing. It just keeps happening. So if you're trying to, like, get really drunk or, like, smoke or something, you just got to, like, hide in one of the bars. <laughs> just – and hope there are no children in there because sometimes – I'm pretty good at playing it cool. You know, yeah. like, hey, whatever. I'm good. Yeah. Well, this year I didn't get, like, ridiculously wasted at the event. But um, anyway. Yeah, save that, <laughs> save that for when you go out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or when you're at home start. recording a podcast. Yeah. Why? Well, the last time I did that, I said fuck so many times. I don't think I'm going to be drinking that much beer when I'm recording a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you learned your lesson well. I did. I should still drink. <laughs> so, um, yes. Matsuris are um, 100 years of hype every <laughs> year. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. Well, I hope that... <laughs> I had fun talking about this, and I, I'm pretty sure Ty did too. Don, I hope you learned something, or that you would like to come to a Japanese Matsuri festival sometime. Because tons and tons of fun. You said you, said so, you said your own that that Japan in the summer is humid, so I don't want to want to go <laughs> during yeah. the summer. There, are, you know, there are other Matsuris and stuff like that in other times of the year, but this is kind of like the big time for a lot of them. But um, okay, Almori anyway. is up north; it might be a lot cooler. Yeah, dude, Almori, yeah, that'd be nice. Um. But anyway, yeah, so unless, Ty, do you have anything for, else to add about... For, for, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, mostly I was just lo- looking through, through other things while you guys were talking. Oh, man. Well... Okay, well, fine. I'll, I'll throw this out there. Um, you can get just I mean, a tiny... I was listening, though. If you've played a lot of video games, you've gotten a little bit of a taste of Matsuri life through yeah. Oendan and Legend of the <laughs> Mystical Ninja. Play yes. those games, and you can see some Matsuri action firsthand. Well, third hand through a video game because you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It'd be like you're already there. Um, for, for the people of interest, what I was reading right now is that someone from Japan started on NeoGAF an Ace Attorney 5 thread. So I was just like, what is this about? Oh, yeah. I heard yeah, that so game was rated M. Uh, yeah, it's rated, it's rated C in Japan, like 15 and higher. Interesting. Huh. Uh, according to the, the guy from the first post, um, he said, Talk about a bait and switch. All the demos were pretty much rearranged chunks of the first chapter that don't actually ever take place in the game. Wow. Hmm. 
So you have a full new experience when you just play the full title. No spoilers. So nothing, Get no, the demo. So, no, so nothing cool. is spoiled. Cool. All that's right. Pretty impressive. Well, since we're talking about uh, Ace Attorney 5 now, I think that uh, we'll bring an end to Life in Japan this month. And uh, next we're going to go ahead and... Oh, we, ta- we talked once about Life in Japan what? concerning Ace Attorney 5, so... Yeah, we did. Actually, it was almost yeah. exactly a year ago. Um, yeah. And now we have a new game in the series, so hey. Hi. Here it is. The circle is now complete. So, um, next we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. All right, and now, since we're kind of wrapping up the show here, we're going to go ahead and give out our Twitter handles so that you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, mine is at DannyBiv, and that's D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. And my last tweet, well, today I went to uh, Koko, Koko Ichi, Ichibanya, the curry place here in Japan. It's really popular, and it's even, I guess there's one in L.A. that they go to, but I noticed on a can of... A jar of sauce. They had a really good explanation for how you should be able to. Well, I'll just read it. It's like, you can enjoy the experience of eating the curry more delicious by using this sauce. So, curry more delicious. (laughs) I didn't use the sauce, so eating the curry more delicious didn't happen. So, um, Don? Yes. My uh, Twitter feed is at Nintendo. That is N I N. T E N D double A N. My last interesting tweet was fun fact: We have Spin the Bottle coming out on August eighth. That's an initial title, by the way. So it's <laughs> just a fun party game. Okay. Um, Is there making out involved? Yeah. Uh, no, we not really. It, it, <laughs> everybody's making that joke, though. Dude, so. that, have you? Do you know that game, Don? It's like. A junior high American thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it, this is a whole different game. Okay. But it has all these weird things you have to do with remote. I played it at, at E3. It's really funny. Okay. Um, it's coming out August 8th. We've come out on August 8th. Your folks are guaranteed a Wii U title every week till the 6th of September. Hmm. Um, and with that I mean, so this week is Pikmin 3 and Luigi U at retail. And uh, ne- uh, ne- the week after that is then Cloudberry Kingdom. The week after the Spin the Bottle. Then the 15th is DuckTales Remastered. Then the t- August 22nd is uh, Splinter Cell, Disney Infinity, and Wonderful 101. And the week after that is Rayman Legends. And the week after that is Deus Ex. Hmm. Righteous. So, so every- everything till 6th of September has a Wii U game involved. Cool. So that's actually getting off the ground finally. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I usually talk about uh, games, mostly Nintendo games, sometimes some other games. Um, and I talked mostly the last two days about the horrible chat app um, and Flipnote Studio 3D. Um, and more to come on Flipnote Studio 3D, hopefully in the weekend. But that, that's when people already heard or seen this so I don't know what's coming out the week that's coming this is coming out let me check uh, uh, Cloudberry Kingdom is coming out next week there you go oh. so something like that possibly cool alright and Ty is going to wrap us up oh yeah oh, my yeah. Twitter name 
is super cat drugs. No spaces, no underscores, just super cat drugs. Mm-hmm. Recently, the best Twitter handle handle of the universe. Yeah, it's the best one. <laughs> um, recently, I tweeted a a picture I grabbed from uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations of my character doing a tiger knee from Street Fighter. <laughs> it's, and if it, you look at your if you look at your screen right now, you can see that. <laughs> yes, please enjoy that picture. I also tweet yes. a lot about fighting games um, and ironic Japanese weeaboo stuff. <laughs> and I'm so all... glad you introduced that word to my vocabulary. Yes, and also recently I've taken an interest in NES development. Really? It's... Yes, you might find some interesting tweets about that. It's really scary and insane. <laughs> I, I found uh, an NES uh, home, like a like a jury-rigged development kit made by the guys, <laughs> so a couple guys in America who made a couple games like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and something. It looks like a bunch of, uh, like a, just a whole bunch of chips on like um, a tack board connected by a million wires. It looks like Whoa. the kind of thing I would never, ever want to touch ever. <laughs> Like you That's know, rad, man. back in the NES days, they did not have like really nice code compilers and things. They <laughs> had a lot of assembly that you did by hand. Oh man! So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure programming games back then was much harder than it is to program games right now. <laughs> so yes, please follow me, Super Cat Drugs, if you like fighting games. And weird Japanese stuff and weird, weird video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, now that the episode is really coming to a close, be sure to join us in the talkback thread. You can talk about the episode, ask questions, point out things we missed, point out any mistakes. Please don't, well, please be gentle. I, I never make mistakes. Heart. He doesn't make mistakes. I do. Um, and also For all the mistakes that Danny has made during this episode, like why has his why his audio quality dropped for for some reason? Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, we had a couple problems. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is, I can edit out most of these problems so that you, the listener, don't even know until Don makes me look like the asshole. Are you but, using hey, a MacBook? I am. There you go. Shots fired. <laughs> there it is. Get a real um, computer. <laughs> Boom, there is. I went Boom, there. There is. You did. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, you can also see the correct answers for the different musical segments in between each segment. Um, if you have any questions that you ever want to ask us, you can, well, obviously you can get a hold of us at our Twitter handles that we just talked about before, or you can email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Also, be sure to listen to all the other great podcasts that NWR has to offer, including, obviously, Radio Free Nintendo, Connectivity, and Radio Trivia. And for Danny Bivens and the other guys, we are out uh, for this month. So you're not even saying our Ooh, names. Those, those, those guys. Those two Damn. guys. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Um, no. Just yeah, I thought you would stop. Would stop with more swearing. I can't. I can't. Sorry. Uh, and for Mr. Don Koopman, thank you for being on the show here today. Thank you. Ty, thanks a lot, buddy. Always All a pleasure. cops are pigs. All cops are pigs. And with that, family crew is out of here. Sexy, sexy time. Mm-hmm.